feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, 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 and the ladies, welcome back to another episode of The Farm. Look, Tay, it's actually interesting. I get to lick straight on with you. I know, yeah. We actually have a conversation. Um, yeah, so no, I think um, Happy New Year uh, off the jump. Hope you guys had a, a great Christmas. Uh, I know it's been a couple weeks since uh, we got one out to you guys, too. Um, so definitely uh, interested to jump back in. Tay, we just keep getting into the um, – I've been on a, a roll lately of uh, – getting into some of the some of the underlying stuff that I think is really helping um, some people and we've got some good feedback and also too um, I know this time of the year you know I just really wanted to focus with that I mean obviously from uh, your field just in, in general of um, you just knowing that space so well with this time of the year and some things that people um, deal with and obviously you know again just you know personally in-house like we've had a bunch of loss and some things that have happened mm -hmm. of recent uh, of recent as well um just even last night that uh, someone that um, i grew up playing high school baseball against and someone that you knew also uh, really well uh, family friend all those things he also just passed away too as well so uh, motorcycle accidents it's, it's crazy it's a it's a wild time um yeah. and uh anyway so today uh, one of the things I had on my heart from yesterday, and I really wanted to talk with you about it, because I think it's a, a thing that is uh, can lead to a lot of other things, and it's a kind of an underlying um, issue, is how we process uh, disappointment. And so I think that that is uh, the thing that, I mean, we could all relate with as human beings, that we all are going to be disappointed, and there's going to be things that happen um, throughout our lives. And I think that that is, a, if we don't there's a lot of ways to process disappointment. Obviously, it's there's some things that are individualized based on what is happening, but also too, um, I really thought that it, again um, at this point of the year, um, especially before walking into season for a lot of coaches as well, um, what we do, we're all going to be disappointed. But obviously, how we respond and how we process it is really a game changer um, individually. So um, I'll kind of that's what I wanted to talk to you today, and uh, maybe give them some resources and also. Uh, talk through some different uh, modalities or you know tools they can use within uh, their their mindset there and uh, some things that could really help. Yeah, no, awesome. Well, um, you know, having had the time to think about this a lot since we kind of talked about it last mm -hmm. night, yeah. um, the one thing that was a reoccurring theme in my head when mm -hmm. I thought about disappointment and different disappointments that I myself have experienced is disappointment holds hands with expectation yep right we set an expectation for ourselves for yeah. a team yeah. for a role of some kind and when that expectation is not met that's when we are disappointed yeah. now the underlying question now how do we process that now i think there's a hundred different ways you can process different things in different situations mm -hmm. um ultimately i think it comes back to what what is the actual disappointment mm. in in this scenario, right? Yeah. What are you actually disappointed about? Because a lot of times when we're looking inward, is it that, you know, if there's deeper awareness there, did we give 100%, you know? Did I actually give this my best? Or was this completely uncontrollable? Well, there are no controllable variables, mm. you know, and, and kind of really like dissect actually what we're disappointed about yeah. and then go from there. 
Yeah, no, I think it's a, a big piece of, I always say, like, you know, w- what's really the problem? Mm-hmm. <coughs> you know, because I think more often than not, we go around uh, trying to clean up all these symptoms that right. we have of foundational issues that we have within belief systems, uh, what we're basing kind of like all of our awareness off of. Um, and I think also with that is like, just like you said of, well, you know, again, for example, like when I'm disappointed about something like, let's say I'm, I'm disappointed with how somebody responded, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe you're coaching a player, um, and you know, you were, you had really good intentions. You wanted to help them with X, Y, and Z and, um, how they responded was not that way. Okay. Now let's say that's coaching. Great. Well, how about like how your, um, you know, maybe again, like your husband, right? How your wife responds to you, right? Like you're disappointed with, uh, you, you know, maybe it was Christmas, right? You got this, you thought it was the perfect gift. Yeah. Da, 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 okay. Right. And, and, and while these are service level examples, what I mean by that though, is that they're all rooted back, even though that that seems so surface level that again, our expectation mm-hmm. of what we need from other people actually goes much deeper. Mm-hmm. And so like, I kind of want to unpack that because I think we run past those going, well, you know, it's actually pretty cut and dry, right? Like I got this, you didn't appreciate it, blah, 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 blah. Or I said that, you know, I, we set up this whole, you know, all this, all the things we do for our players and we get up and we have 4am lifts and all these other things and they don't appreciate it. Okay. And then also too, man, I really thought that uh, this was going to be the year and, and it turned out to not be the year and, and, or, you know, you're going into winter break and you're a coach and you're going, man, I really thought that this year was going to be your year. And then we had all these guys that transferred at break and, um, we had all these injuries and all these things happen and, um, how I deal with that. Um, and, or maybe again, you recruited a whole bunch of players, right. That you thought were going to come in and do something. And, uh, maybe again, like with that, they're either not performing at the level that they were, or, uh, maybe you had a coach that ended up leaving mid season or something like that. Um, sometimes again, along with that, that there's disappointment can show up in all faces mm-hmm. and all express itself in all different ways. But I, when you dig down underneath that is there's a big difference. I feel like with, when you come into expectation of, um, needing something mm-hmm. to go the way that you wanted it to go right or needed it to go mm-hmm. and then asking yourself the deeper questions of like well why did I need that outcome okay. right why why does that outcome shake me so much why does there um why is there you know my expectation of how you know how much gratitude they should have had or how much appreciation they should have had or um you know why did I need the season, you know, to be X, Y, and Z. And I, and I think a long times with that is that we just think that it's a surface level um, conversation of, well, you know, I just want to win. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but why do you need to win? Right. right. Well, and I think we confuse the need versus want. Yeah. Honestly. Right? Like, it's a it's a big desire of mine, but yeah. I don't actually need it. Yeah. There There's a difference there between needs and wants. And yeah. I think that's where our extremist personalities mm-hmm. can overflow a lot where you know we have a lot of extreme athletes oh i need this to be my season i Mm. need this to be my play i need this to be you know Mm. whatever and Mm. in actuality you don't you don't need it but you want it and it would be nice and it would be a bonus to all your hard work right and i think the uncontrollables there is everything else around us right because in reality in real life we can only control ourselves. Yeah. We can't control every single outcome yeah. that happens mm-hmm. outside of us. Well, and, and you get into it, there's there's somebody on the other side of the field that also... That also has all those yes. same needs. Yes, yes. That also has or all those wa- same wants. Or wanted to be the starter or wanted mm-hmm. to be those X, Y, and Z there, right? And then also as a coach, I think another thing you could take from this conversation that we're going to go into as well is like how are you helping your 
players mm -hmm. process disappointment because you guys all know as coaches, right? Okay, the fall has been awesome, right? Because you have the two split teams. You guys have been battling each other, inter-squatting X, Y, and Z. That's all awesome. But now you're about to start. You're about to have a starting lineup, right? Right. And and then a whole bunch of these players. There's a good group of these players. You're gonna have your, you know, five to, you know, however many players. They're going to be sitting in the back of the dugout that are upset that they're not playing. And then now, you know, we're trying to force them on the fence. And then we're trying to, you know, again, I, I feel like this is like um, behavior modification when it comes mm -hmm. into culture, right? That you're you're trying to, you know, uh, facilitate this. Like, hey, pick up your teammates here. Here's all these charts. Here's all these ways you can contribute. But the problem is you're not getting to the root of the issue, which is more so like their heart condition and also to their foundation of how they're viewing um, being on a team and how they're viewing uh, contribution and what that actually looks like. Because in their head, um, in their head, they're supposed to, the way that they're going to contribute is they're going to be playing. Right. Right. And now that they're not playing, well, that's their purpose, right? Mm -hmm. So you just strip their purpose away from them. And so now they're doing this spiral. And I think more often than not, uh, you know, coaches can slide into this place of being like, well, he just needs to get tougher. He just needs to do these X, Y, and Z. When in reality, the same thing too, it's like, I think we can need to be careful because um, very easily, um, again we can lose track of hey you're the coach and you have a position here and you're on the starting team mm -hmm. and again if you were somewhere and just playing you know let's say a supportive role um you know i i've seen it time and time again where coaches struggle with the same things and so i think a lot of times in that area it can be almost like the blind leading the blind of like you have problems processing disappointment and we all do there's levels to this this isn't isn't a a check check mark again right, right. Uh, we all struggle with these things, but there's levels of how we can we can get better at doing right. so. Um, and also we can be more intentional about it. Right. Um, and I think that that's a bigger piece that, again, if you get better at processing um, disappointment, you can also help your players get better at processing disappointment, For which sure. then leads into a better culture and also gives you what you truly want in the, in the first place, um, which is a cohesive team that really is working together towards one common goal. Right. So I think this is like a big conversation in that same way um, is like, talking through some of those things and also bringing awareness to some of the deeper levels that we're actually dealing with rather than uh, really just coining it off as um, a superficial or high level mm -hmm. um, conversation of, you know, maybe just mental toughness or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this, um, he just needs to be tougher, more gritty, all these other things mm -hmm. when, when what we just get stuck at that part of the conversation yeah. and we don't actually talk about the prerequisites or the work that is done. Right to actually have, it might express itself as grit, <laughs> yeah. but there's there's a lot that goes in to making someone like that and also mm -hmm. too that they can contribute in that own way. Because also, um, again, before I toss back to you too, is that my same mindset is like, I've seen a lot of kids be really gritty when they're playing. Mm -hmm. When they're sitting on the bench, they're no longer gritty. Right. right? I've seen a lot of kids play very gritty when, um, everything's going okay at home mm -hmm. and they can grind and they can do their things and X, Y, and Z. But then, you know, again, like, uh, let's say, you know, maybe over Christmas break, their, you know, cousin, you know, passed away or maybe over Christmas break, they broke up with their girlfriend or maybe over, you know, whatever that is, right. Some things are going to happen throughout season. Um, disappointments, setbacks, all those other things. And if we don't develop those skill sets, it's a skill set, right. And there's some uh, prerequisites in there of a foundational understanding um, with those things that it's, it's a lot deeper uh, than I feel like a lot of people coin it out to be. Yeah, well, and you talked a couple of different things there. So the the one thing, so when you say heart condition, like immediately you gave the example of someone who's starting, playing in the game all the time, and then the person on the bench. Now, 
it attacks our heart condition when the person who's playing in our spot is trying to encourage us as we are sitting the bench. Yeah. Right now. Now, how is that shaking your mindset? Like, well, you don't understand because you're playing. Yeah. Right. The the now we put ourselves back on the island, something that we talked about in the beginning of you know when we first started here. But yeah. Um. Now we put ourselves on that island. Right. You don't understand because you're playing and yeah. I'm not. And there's a difference. Now right. that's where it's a really big, you know, it's it's a huge role for the coaches to play where yeah. those kids on the bench like. Yeah, they need a different type of motivation. They don't need to tap into mental toughness. That's not where that needs to come in because right. mental toughness, if you got a kid that breaks his arm, he can't tap into mental toughness and all of a sudden his arm's not broken. Yeah. Right? It's sure. it's different. It's a different unlock. They don't yeah. need mental toughness. 100%. What they need is yeah. coping skills. Yeah. And that's where that's like unchartered land for a for lot sure. of us is these coping skills, right? Yeah. You can't always just mm. turn on well, mental toughness. Well, at least healthy coping skills correct yeah there yeah. there is a lot of people cope in different right. ways well and i was going to get yeah. into that too with yeah. you know with unforeseen injuries now yeah. you have the kid who okay i'm injured yeah. well how can i get healthier faster yeah hello substance abuse yeah and and then we mm -hmm. want to we want to get bigger faster stronger all the time and we yeah. want our spot back or we want this yeah. again we had that expectation yeah. where this was going to be our season and now so not only did our disappointment turn into not meeting our expectation, but now this disappointment holding hands with expectation is now looking for validation. Yeah. Now we just got to the cherry on top. Yeah. And I was going to say before, I always feel like the same thing. It's like that um, old Navy SEAL quote, right? It's we don't, um, when something happens, we don't rise to the occasion. Like we fall to our level of training. Mm -hmm. Where if you also look at that, for example, like a culture wise, right? Like your culture doesn't just like step up. Like it was right. it was already there, mm -hmm. right? It was already established. And so I think when you look at that from an identity standpoint, like first off, if somebody is struggling with not playing, well, they had an identity with playing. Mm -hmm. That was where their purpose was, right? And that's a foundational, I think, issue from the get-go is that, hey, like these are you know things that you could be establishing with your players that hey you're a lot more y you as a person right and also to you as an athlete mm -hmm. take it all together right you're so much more important and you're so much more valuable than what your stats are on this sheet our win and loss record also too if you think that we're here just to win baseball games like okay we're we're also on a, a bad foundation just from the get-go is like right. that is not our purpose our our right. sole purpose here is oh we're here to win baseball games and win mm -hmm. championships it's like you're gonna have these things that pop up in your culture um i you know uh nick saban's pretty been pretty outspoken in this area um of talking about like the things that lead to wins wins are just a um a result right that's not it's not necessarily in the same thing too it's like hey when we take care of all these other things and we set a a a, a culture in this way we will win mm -hmm. but it's not um the primary focus and it's not um it's not that we're we're constantly on the on the the get-go is like when we're setting out that foundation it's like yes it's not saying that we're not trying to win, mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, we got to dial it back and say, because again, this is a problem too, because a lot of coaches have their identity and their win and loss record. Mm -hmm. A lot of coaches have their identity in the status of what school they're working at. A lot of coaches have these same issues with, with that their coping mechanisms have not also been developed. And also too, um, especially um, specifically, for males inside the space because it's been so pushed in where there's it's a generation after generation after generation of mental toughness man up 
-hmm. all these other things that we haven't uh, dove in, and, and developed these skills to a much higher level, um, which is, again, also, too, I think, correlated with data when you, you come back into with, uh, you know, uh, really mental illness when it comes into males and men and things yeah. that, you know, happens from that side and also suicide rates and all, all the things that happen within that community. Um, and I think that's why I wanted to make it such an important you know, foundational conversation is because this is something that every person is going to deal with your players, you specifically, maybe something you're dealing with right now as you're really disappointed in one area of your life or another. Right. Um, and again, hopefully this, you know, finds your ears and we can, you know, help yeah. in the same way, but, and maybe help you view it from a different perspective, mm -hmm. um, that sometimes the problem isn't the problem. Right. It's the way you're looking at the problem exactly. um, and the perspective more often than not, it's your perspective and your, and, and the foundation that is really off uh, from the get go. And this is just a, a, this disappointment is just bringing awareness that your foundation is off. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think again, I mean, take the kid that, that we were talking about, take the kid who has gets the unforeseen injury and can't play. And like you said, that, goes back to that root identity issue well mm. it not only does it go back to that root identity issue but also the unnecessary expectations yeah. that we put on ourselves and For as sure. of recently i've had a couple different people reach out to me and we started talking about these unnecessary expectations that we put on ourselves yeah. where well everyone around me family parents brothers sisters whoever yeah expects me to be this player expects me to be this person yeah. and now we've tricked ourselves in our head yeah. we think we can't be that because we're injured and we can't yep. identify yeah, so what, with what our do, identity so, so what, what yeah are, so what how can i purpose? serve these people yeah, i love right and we forget about going back to that foundation okay well how can i just be a child of god yeah. how can i just be a good human being how can i work on these fundamental core values that make a good human because like you said yeah. the the point of sports is not just to win games the point of sports is to build good humans yeah. the point of sports is to build athleticism and athletes mm -hmm. and there's more to athleticism and athletes than just winning and w's and making shots yeah. and hitting home runs and 100%. and all of that and yeah. and i think a lot a lot yeah. of parents also rely on sports to enforce more good values so when yeah. we totally take that out of the equation yeah. and now we've removed okay well i don't really need you to be a good sport i just need you to perform well now what are we teaching our young athletes yeah well and i think i think that that's a a, a big piece too is just like let's just call it what it is is that most of the time you're gonna lose mm -hmm. so if we got this expectation that everybody's expecting to win right and that's your foundation that it's built on winning well guess what Majority of the world is losing, mm -hmm. right? You're watching social media, you're watching everybody's highlight tapes, and you think everybody's winning, right? It's the devil's lie, right? By you, by yourself, you're the only one that's losing. You're the only one that's hurt. You're the only one that's not doing what you look. I'm looking around, and everybody's doing everything they would like to do, mm -hmm. and they're achieving all these other things. And I see, I see them, you know, setting all those goals, and it's and and I'm the problem, right? And again, not to say that you know, there isn't things that you can work on and things like that as well. But our, our minds do a really, um, <laughs> do a really interesting uh, thing there where again, we'll look at everyone that meets that story in our head. Mm -hmm. Right. And we'll, we'll pull them into that area rather than, um, again, but again, with that, that's all rooted from a cracked foundation. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think the same thing there is, and again, and I say this as me personally, like this is something that again, I had to learn 
because I place a lot of my value in, um, and also too, I, I think this is the other part of it is too, is a lot of times when we look around at a lot of people that are great at a lot of things, and me and you talked about this the other day, mm-hmm. is that there's a lot of athletes um, that really struggle, that achieve really high levels, or even in, 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 let's say it's business, let's say take it out of side of sports, high achievers just in general. Um, a lot of high achievers have really has some strong issues with mental illness, mm-hmm. right? And that's actually why they achieve so much that they do is because they're motivated by traumas. Mm-hmm. They're motivated by trying to chase this identity issue that they have of status or whatever this is. And so that's why um, I said this, uh, I think, quite a few podcasts back. But, you know, is that same thing as like when I was talking with God that one day and I was talking about like, you know, like the you know, mama mentality and all those things, right? And it's like, again, God being like, did I call you to be like Kobe or did I call you to be like Christ, right? And then I think that that's the same thing too, is like everybody, when you start to value the status of an athlete or being a high performer or where you want to be or whatever that is, you start to value that uh, much more than all these other things in your life that should be much more important. And again, me personally, it's faith. Mm-hmm. Right. And also, you know, putting God first and all those other things that you're putting yourself first and you're putting mm-hmm. or you're putting other people first or their expectations or all those other things is like when that gets out of whack. Right. Then we really start to struggle. And again, like, let's say you even look at, um, you know, for example, like you even look at some of the best performers that ever, you know, or best high achievers like these some of these people that have had uh, great levels of success is. Okay, let's say again, for example, like let's say you're Michael Jordan. Let's say you're those guys. Like again, I'm, I I I view I viewed Michael Jordan's documentary, I feel like very differently than a lot of people. Because when I watched Michael Jordan like talk about like he was great. Like undoubtedly amazing at basketball. Undoubtedly. Like, you know, again, like again, if not the best, like, you know, top 3 or whatever, right? You want to throw in that argument, right? But like Along with it, when I was listening to him talk and I'm listening to his mentality and what he's thinking about and all these other things, I'm also seeing a lot of trauma, mm-hmm. right? I'm also seeing a lot of mental illness that he's been dealing through. And, and even now, now he's not playing, right? Mm-hmm. And he had issues with relationships his entire career. Mm-hmm. And, and, and him, Kobe, um, I, I, we'll see maybe when LeBron's over and there's other documentaries and things that come out too, but him and Kobe in the same way, like a lot of people had a really hard time being around them. And I think it gets coined off as this, well, you know, when you're a high achiever, you know, other people, they don't understand you and there's all these other things. And it's like, okay, well, hold on, pause, <laughs> right? Is that it doesn't need to be that way. Mm-hmm. And like that gets painted as this, this whole thing of being like, that's normal. Like, you know, it's lonely at the top. Mm-hmm. It's all these other things that gets preached in that same way. Mm-hmm. And not to say that, like, I get it. Like you're, you're definitely going to be different from other people. Um, but at the same time, um, if, if we struggle to develop and, and uh, maintain and navigate through personal relationships, um, and also too, as a leader, if you struggle to uh, relate um, with your players, it's really, it's really hard um, to lead. And again, like the same thing, it's, it's, it's relationships. And I, and I feel like this, and this is just personally, again, from my faith in the same way, it's like, why are we even here is I, I think when you get back to that, that root thoughts, there is like the relationships that we have with other human beings is one of the top reasons that we're even on earth mm-hmm. right and when we throw that away and you know what we've been hurt so many times and we've had disappointment setbacks all these other things so many different times and we become hardened in that way 
and we're no longer prioritizing relationships and we're no longer like it's not even of interest to us and if they happen they happen and whatever you know if i lose a person whatever i don't care like all these things right um you go into a really dark place Mm -hmm. um and again you you also see that where again some of these guys that were it's notable obviously in the same way of you know we had bianca on the podcast a while back ago where she's saying the same thing too is like there are some people that were really high level achievers that achieved some greatness that again like uh, deal with mental illness issues and um you know again, again it all comes back to uh identity there and where they're excellent in one area of their lives or you're in business or you got you're the coach of you know the t- one of the top you know comedians one of the top coaches one of the top you know the uh, ceos whatever that is right but personally they're struggling right right and on the field they're an animal but off the field like you know they're an animal still but <laughs> not in good ways right and 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 they have some um, issues and things that they struggle with. Um, and again, I think that also leads to a, a deeper part of the conversation too, where a lot of people too have a problem turning back from that because they feel like they have to be that mm-hmm. so that they can perform at the high level, uh, that they can perform at, which I think is also, again, a lot to unpack from, from those. Yeah. Well, too. and then we also get to the point of where we feel like the point of no return, yeah. right? Like I've been doing this for so long yeah. that if I try to do it any other way, yeah. it might not work. Yeah. If I suddenly get to a point where for I sure. try to change, you know, my behavior or my personality or yeah. my work ethic, for sure. maybe it won't work. Yeah. Right. Where on the other end of that, that can be a huge overcorrection. Yeah. Right. And, and even if you if you go back to to the Bible again, we pull out a mm-hmm. simple sentence, and I tweeted it last week or something. Mm-hmm. God commanded us to love one another. Yeah, He commanded mm-hmm. us to love one another mm-hmm. and love ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right? God is love. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah. Three words: love. Yeah. Now, again, if we're dissecting that, is love and loving ourselves and loving others is that self doubt? Mm-hmm. Is that not appreciating Mm. our work whether it be a lot or a little and it doesn't need to be a lot all the time are we actually you know treating our our bodies like the 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 miracle that they are this is Mm. like a walking vessel that god has given us and not all the time do we appreciate it and take care of it Mm. are we being kind to others are we being a good teammate do we have good sportsmanship are we telling that guy oh you suck that sucked that was a bad play why did you do that Mm. you know is that love and when you really just take that one sentence and try to look at your actions and actually like take every single thing from the moment you step on the field Mm. are you playing with love are you being a loving teammate are you being a loving coach yeah is there any you know any point on the field where you don't feel like you're being love or being loved yeah and and how do we get into that and yeah. how do we correct that without being the overcorrector and you know well, i'm not going to yeah. get this so i'm going to quit the team well I, I think that's the other thing too is is there's a lot of people that think that for example they see love as soft mm-hmm. right well i can't compete with love right right well that's actually opposite mm-hmm. of the the that's a, that's a society's definition of like what love is they think it's like you're a pushover you're passive you're all these other things that people mm-hmm. can just run all over you and i would argue that's the overcorrection yeah on right a, well and i would also say it's a it's a it's a misdirection of understanding and misunderstanding of what love is mm-hmm. love is accountable 
Right. I used to tell my players all the time, I, I hold you accountable because I love you. 100%. Right? I'm, I'm strong with you because I love you. I mm -hmm. set strong boundaries with you because I love you. Yeah. Um, I, I, I come to you with correction because I love you. Mm -hmm. um, I play hard against you as an opponent because I love you. And again, by us playing hard, we're going to make each other better. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm competing in that same way. Love is an energy source, uh, not a... Um, just you're going to run all over me and all these other things. And again, you look at like, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that the same way too is that a lot of times, let's say you go, you know, go biblically and look in the same way. If you actually read the Bible and you think that like <clears throat> Jesus was out just like hugging everybody and telling every, making everybody feel good. Um, that was not what was happening. Yeah, right. Um, he was making a lot of people feel very uncomfortable and he was challenging a lot of people to the point that obviously, you know, they, uh, they, they threw him on a cross and, and, and yeah. killed him, right. That they made him th that he was making yeah. him that upset. Right. So I just think on the same way is that when you look at that, is that when we, uh, from a society view, when we view love, we, we do see some of it, right? We see like an, an half complete image of love mm -hmm. where we see like some of the fruits of the spirit, right? Where you see those, you know, gentleness and kindness and, and you, and you go into that, uh, you know, mercy and grace and yes, for sure. But also too, on the same side of that, that it, love is a lot of other things um, as mm -hmm. well. And you can understand that as a parent, right? Like sometimes I'm telling my kid, no, right? And when I'm telling them, no, it's not because I don't love them. Or when I, when I send them to boarding school or something like that, or they, they're, they've been struggling in these areas and I've had to make these, you know, I've had to set these things in, in place. And I've had to, um, let's say you went into, or again, like, um, how to get them with a therapist, right? And they don't want to go to the therapist, but I'm making them go anyways, or mm -hmm. whatever that is. Like, like, look, that isn't always making people you know, uh, they might not even understand that we're really loving them in those moments. And we got to right. see past, there's a deeper level of love there than the surface level. Um, you know, everything's acceptable and mm -hmm. you can just run all over me. Now, the other part of that I think as well is it's like that lies the same thing as well is like, first off, if you're worried, um, that your performance, right, you're more worried about your performance than you're worried about your mental health. Mm -hmm. You need to re you need to reestablish that hierarchy, red, red flag, yeah. right? Well, I well maybe I won't perform as high. I was like, okay, well, is that the point of what yeah. we're talking about? Mm -hmm. Is that your performance? Or are we talking about yeah. your life? Right? Right? Or do you care about your performance more than you care about yourself? Mm -hmm. Because again, now again, and that's where you're finding your value. Um, that's a deeper conversation that we need to have from the get go that will what you're prioritizing. And I think that again, for me in that same way is it's like, hey, like I'm remember, like I mentioned a couple of times is like when I was in high school, I had to play very angry mm -hmm. when I played, right? Because that's how I could perform now. But that was a band-aid, mm -hmm. right? For root, like root issues and things that I was having going on. And so I couldn't play another way that I knew of, right? I didn't know another energy source or a fuel source or um, a, a foundation that I could play from because I've never experienced that before, mm -hmm. right? And so I had to learn how to play from this other place um, where then when I got into college, right, like I said, I got to get to a point where I could play and have fun and my main goal was having fun and, and, and prioritizing the relationships with my teammates and, and doing all those things and, and it really changed how I played. Um, and again, I would say the opposite way is that when I played angry, um, it led to a lot of other places. And like when I went home, like I was still angry and you know, I was mm -hmm. still upset and I was still resentful and I was still all these, these other, these other places. And so I think when you look into that, when you go into performance of being like, okay, well, what is performance? Because this other thing is like, when it bled into all these other areas, it's like, yo, I was also cloudy as a player because I was playing angry that again, it had nasty byproducts of what came with it, which then therefore limited overall my performance because I couldn't process disappointment. Right. Right. Because it was just, 
every time something would happen, every setback, every these other things, everybody's against me, me against the world, all you know that that type of hustle mentality, this uh, me against everybody mentality, um, you know, led to so many other areas that led to uh, that. When I played angry and all those things, yeah, I got a little bit of performance, right? And I, and I can feel that performance increase. The problem was is that there's a plateau there. Right. It can only get me so much success, mm-hmm. right? And really, the lie that's been planted there is that my performance is going to be lesser. Yeah, maybe in the short term, possibly, when you don't know how to, again, maybe you overcorrected slightly. And again, you haven't seen, um, you don't know how to run in this way and, and um, how to, again, okay, I'm dealing with these things with love and I think that that means not holding people accountable or I think that that means um, not having hard conversations or always patting everybody on the butt and, and doing those things. Like, right. yeah, when you've overcorrected in that way and you've actually misapplied the concepts and, and, and that, you know, when you're reestablishing your foundation, sure, okay? But overall, the truth behind that lie is that my performance actually will excel far more Right. When I'm rooted and have a fuel source in the right area and, and going from a stronger foundation, we got to remember stronger foundation, bigger building. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We might have to tear down the building to fix the foundation. Yep. And maybe that means my performance and my status is lost for a half a second. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, when that building gets built back, it will be the way taller building and we can go way higher. And so like not to get stuck in that that um, that. And, and that's when we look at patterns in general. Anytime you mm-hmm. disrupt somebody's foundation, well, yes, guess what? Like there's a building built on top of that, right? It is, yeah. there's going to be some unsteadiness there for a minute. Mm-hmm. But also too, when you refine that process and it doesn't happen, have to happen all at once, right? Um, you know, for example, and I'm going to bring actually an uh, engineering standpoint in this way, is that they, so like, let's say they built a, a skyscraper, you know, 50 years ago or something like that. I don't know. I don't know the sure. price range. Anyways. They continually go down underneath ground and they make adjustments to the foundation, mm-hmm. right? They're making sure, one, maintenance-wise, it's not rusting, all these other things. They have to do this with bridges and things too, right? Like this older architecture. Like they got to make sure that, you know, again, foundationally it stays strong, but also on top of that, right, um, that foundation starts to shift. Things start to happen. Um, you know, again, even here locally, um, there's – I don't know. Hopefully this is uh, true, but I remember that uh, for the Luxor, for example, they're saying like every year it would go back, it would go into the ground like another inch. Hmm. And there was a foundational issue that they had to address that the, the actual casino was sinking into the ground. Interesting. Right. And so uh, they had all these theories about why and, you know, all these things. But in any case, like it was a foundational issue and they had to go um, through and. Um, and actually, then they have to reestablish this foundation. Now, again, you don't always have to tear down the building mm-hmm. to adjust the foundation and right. continue to uh, support the foundation. We could add other support structures, take out pieces. You know, again, we could put we could put other support structures in, take out a piece, rebuild this X, Y, and Z. Um, it doesn't have to be a complete dismantle um, to add and continue to develop in that same way. And I think that that's again attacking that root lie from the get go mm-hmm. is that. You think that you're like, oh, man, I'm going to perform slightly less. You know what? Like, again, let's just be honest, right? Some weekends, some years, some all those things, sometimes you're not performing well because, again, you you, um, you playing angry, you're playing in that same way. It's not, what are you, batting a 1,000? Right. You're batting a 1,000, hitting, a, a, every time you're up, hitting a home run? You're right. Right? So so what are we, again, let's get rid of the, again, the, the, the select lie in the very beginning and say, hey, I am investing in myself and also when I'm a better person, right, mm-hmm. I'm going to be my best, right. right? And being my best and, you know, again, on the same way and also from a hierarchy standpoint, again, if you're valuing your on-field performance more than you are you as a human, 
Well, that's another thing that we have to we have to actually talk about because if that maybe that's why you're sitting there running in circles and why you're having the same issues pop up in your life over and over and over again running in these in these loops is because that hierarchy is broken in your head and in, until you fix that foundational issue you're going to be making decisions from a broken foundation and when you're making decisions from a broken foundation you're not going to be able to move forward right you're going to keep making the same decisions over and over again because it's rooted from a place of uh, more important to me than all these things is status mm -hmm. Okay. Well, if you have a status problem and that's where you feel like your identity comes from, well, then you're going to, you're going to be making a lot of decisions out of the wrong place. Um, and where you're basing your foundation is going to be problematic. Yeah. Well, and I think too, I mean, you're, you experienced a lot of foundational earthquakes in your college career, yeah. right? You did face injury. Mm -hmm. You did experience loss. You did yeah. experience, you know, relationship things. Yeah. You had, you were away from home. You, yeah. you know, had to reestablish a support system. You also yeah. got to a point where you weren't contributing on the field, but you were taking stats. Yeah. Now I would, I'm interested and, in, and, in, and I know cause we've been friends for over a decade now, but mm -hmm. I would, I would like for you to share some of those moments because I think those moments are super valuable to, yeah. especially a lot of our younger players and even professional guys. I mean, yeah. our pro guys and, and pro athletes and, and D one athletes are yeah. also dealing with breakups, loss, I'm not being used the way I yeah. thought it would be used. Maybe you were a shortstop and now you play outfield. Well, yeah. did your identity just get shaken yeah. and all those different things? Be, and, yeah. you know, I think I think I have the luxury of getting to see you perform through all those things. Mm -hmm. um, but also as a human, yeah. you know, what was happening to you as a human yeah. And then separately as a player when you experienced all of those things. Yeah. No, I mean, I think there's a lot of those things. And I think also, too, I feel like I'm a much higher performer now mm -hmm. because of my foundation, you know, with God, even with things that just happened, like, you know, even last week, like if I didn't have right. God, there's no way that I can perform to the levels that I'm able to perform from because of the foundation that I know that I have. And so I think that that's the, the same thing is like when you go back then, um, you know, I think a lot of it too was built off of my foundation of just morals from the get-go, right? Which mm -hmm. were biblical principles, but not presented to me that way. Like when I was younger, just with my dad and like, you know, what some of the things that he'd push in is like, you know, it's from a, a moral standpoint. Um, I think generally, like I've always been someone that's like, I'm not going to just sit here. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to just sit here and be unhappy. Like, I'm not going to just sit here and be miserable my whole life. Like, I'm not going right. to sit here like, um, you know, in the same way. I, I, I don't feel like in that same way. And I think also at the time, right, being truthful in the same way is that I think what got me through college was actually two conflicting traumas mm. now when I look back. So I did have, and I, and I still dealt with it afterwards, was um, if you looked at that hierarchy, right, of where I was making that foundation and those decisions from – is that um, status was a big thing to me. It was, mm -hmm. it was important. I found identity in it, right? Because I didn't have it when I was younger, right? right? And so because of that, um, you know, foundationally cracked, I think that, um, you know, again, I was searching after status, that being a star player, the shortstop, all those other things were really important to me. Um, and again, I would even, too, even from uh, how I dressed, right? For example, like in the same way, like as a player, like I remember my junior college coach always asking me, he's like, he's like, why do you always got to go out there looking like an MLB player? Because I always had all the things that made me look those ways, right? But like at the same time, under that was a rooted foundational thing underneath that was acceptance, mm -hmm. right? So more important than status 
was acceptance. And that acceptance mindset on that same way was even more important. So for me, when I did go through those hard hardships and those things that happened, well, more important than the status was the acceptance. And I think I, I defaulted into that. Okay, well, how do I help? Because I also want the team, you know, to uh, appreciate me, to love me, right. to all these other things. So I was still trying to serve, right? And that's what I also think that people sometimes get mixed up that like, just because people do certain actions, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's still, it's rooted in a great foundational place. They may be um, um, very, I think my foundation there was still, not that anybody's foundation is perfect, right? But I think my foundations there was still really cracked and I was doing things that were very, um, helpful to a lot of people, even though I was broken, right? Even though I was hurting, even though I was, um, you know, struggling, mm -hmm. right? Um, that I was doing these other things that were, that it just happened to express itself in a healthier way, I guess I would say in that same way. Um, but I think, I think in the, the, the same scenarios is like, again, like I did lose my dad while I was in, in, in college, my, uh, sophomore year in college. Um, I did, you know, again, have breakups and, you know, things like that happen. I did have, you know, girlfriends, you know, cheating on me with my best friends, or I did have, um, you know, I did go to uh, culture shocks and, and, and go places and also uh, not only culturally be really thrown off, but also on top of that too, um, you know, get thrown up into backup roles when I've gone from teams where I was the man and all of a sudden, you know, I'm now on the, on the backup guy and, um, you know, uh, the team might not even notice if I didn't show up for the bus, you know, like I've, right. I've, I've had those things. Right. And so I think more so uh, from that is like what got me through was, uh, definitely uh, my desire I still had that desire in me to like help other people and 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 to and to serve um, in those ways but I think it was more rooted from an acceptance standpoint mm -hmm. where I think that still needed to get refined later on and I think I'm a higher performer now than I've ever been mm -hmm. uh, I think I'm the highest performance I've ever been and now but that's also too because I've done so much work on my foundation and so like for example uh, for you guys like just you know being vulnerable just from like last week right like uh, uh so was friday yeah mm -hmm. yeah friday so friday for example like you know um in the mid-morning right we got a whole bunch of people coming in um uh, cody just got back in town all the things we our day was like loaded been a long week i was covering a bunch of different uh, training we had that was going on and again i'm sure you guys can all identify with like trying to cover for everybody or you know again having to cover somebody else's shifts working you know doubles x y and z uh, triples at times. Mm -hmm. uh, but also along with that is just going, okay. Um, you know, on, f on that Friday, like last Friday, like I had lost, uh, my Nana passed away and she got, um, she had a stroke on Christmas, uh, middle of the day. Um, we were trying to get flights for my, for my mom, uh, to get out to see her flights was crazy. Southwest, you know, had the whole meltdown, mm -hmm. um, you know, one way flights or $1,200, you know, uh, to travel, <laughs> travel an hour on the plane. Uh, or a couple hours on the plane, I guess. Um, but in any case, um, as she stepped onto the plane, like my Nana passed away. So, um, my mom called me, you know, and we were talking on the phone and I'm like kind of in a hurry cause I got a whole bunch of clients coming in, but also mm -hmm. too, I know my Nana's sick. So I'm picking up the phone every time she right. calls me just to make sure, you know, everything's mm -hmm. going on and she starts kind of casual and she's just, and I'm like, Hey, like I got clients coming in, like, you know, just to give you a heads up, like, you know, what's going on. She's like, well, I got, I got here and I'm on the plane, but it wasn't soon enough. And then she told me that, you know, my Nana had passed away. And so when that happened, the same thing too is 
obviously the same thing, right? Like, uh, Tay, like, you know, again, like when your office, like cried for a minute, um, you know, uh, try to semi collect myself. I had, I had players coming in and things like that. So then also going into the office and immediately, you know, my new foundation on the same way is that like I was drawn to is like, I want to worship, you know, I want to, I want to be with God. I want, I want him to heal me. I want to let him into where like I'm feeling pain, right? I'm, I'm, I'm hurting. Um, obviously, you know, uh, my Nana meant a lot to me, like all these things, like I don't want to make it sometimes I think because God can be so there and he's so healing and my support system is so strong with him now that it can come off. Like, it's almost like, well, man, if I was talking about this, like I'd be destroyed right now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I would have too. Like, <laughs> but I think that even now, like I've spent a lot of time with God, even just this last weekend and, um, you know, letting him into those areas where it doesn't grow into resentment, that it doesn't grow into pain, that it doesn't grow into, um, how I'm interacting with other people. And so like, you know, for the example, like I go back in my office, you know, I'm worshiping, um, you know, with God, spending my alone time, letting myself feel those feelings and, mm-hmm. uh, be with them. And I'm like trying to pull it together. Cause we have, um, at, like, I know there's a lot of people that are, you know, depending on me in that situation in the sense of, you know, players that are, this is their last session and they're going back to school. Right. And everything's come to the session. I'm like, okay, Hey, like I need to, I, I got to pull it together. I got to perform. Right. Um, it's game day, right. I got to perform. And so anyways, how I know to perform now is <laughs> with God, like mm-hmm. he's going to be my strength. Um, he's going to be, um, he's going to get, he's going to be my emotional support. He's the, he can coach them for me. Mm-hmm. He can make the words I say be useful. Uh, you know, he can use all everything for good. Um, and so I think the same way is like for 45 minutes for an hour, I was trying to pull myself like together. Players show up, um, walk out there. I'm still trying to pull it together. Um, and then I just, you know, just called it out. Right. I just told uh, it was Paige at the time. Uh, she plays for Oregon. She's their shortstop. And I just, you know, uh, looked at Paige and I was just like, hey, I just want to get this out of the way. Like my Nana just passed away. And, you know, I start crying, of course. And I'm like, uh, I'm trying to pull it together. I've been trying to pull it together. Just want you to know before we get into it, I'm going to give you my best. I'm going to give you everything I got. Um, and we ended up having a really good session. And mm-hmm. it actually was really good. Um, but again, along with that is like, if that would have been years ago, um, yeah, it, 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 it probably would have, again, I would have, there, there would have been anger. There would have been all these other things. And um, I even had, you know, people reach out to me and like they're <laughs> almost like offering me these like, angry expressions of feelings right like they're like hey like you could you know like you got do you need you got a bat or you want to go hit some <laughs> things or you know like what like if you like but i'm like i never felt like that mm-hmm. right if anything i was in there when i was worshiping and i was spending my time with god like i was talking to god about like i was telling him how grateful i was for the time i got to spend with her mm-hmm. and then i asked in the same way as like um and again i hope you guys can hear from the same side as you know my relationship with god as i just said God, like, let me feel how much she loves me, mm-hmm. you know? And then so, like, letting all of that in all at once, you know? And that's really healing. Like, love is very healing. Um, and, and so I think the same thing when I was spending my time doing so, it's like, well, then I also had other athletes and other things we had to get done today, and we had to make all these decisions and all these things. And, and if, I made, if I had a cracked foundation or I had no support in that same way, or um, I think how people try to get to there, is what they do is they try to get there from the altered route of pushing their feelings to the side mm-hmm. and and denial and being like, well, I'll handle this later. And they're yeah. just shoving it underneath the rug because they're trying to get to the performance side, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to get to what I was able to do. Yeah, the, I'll deal with this later. Yeah, I'll deal with this later. And I got things to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to shove this underneath the rug. And so 
for me in the same way, I was like, no, I'm gonna let myself feel it, mm-hmm. but I have a select time that I need to feel it now. And then later I'm gonna, we're gonna go back and revisit cause I know it's not gone. Mm-hmm. Right. And also on top of that too, me being like, I'm not relying on my strength. Mm-hmm. I'm not acting like thing. Everything is okay. Um, cause it's not okay. Right. Um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm being transparent with where I'm at and then I'm giving it over to God and then asking God to do what I can't do right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think the, this, the same thing is like, there is like, we, we might've got to the same level of performance for that one session or something like that. Right. Uh, by going those two different routes, like one shoving everything underneath the rug or me giving everything to God, right. Everybody's trying to create a bandaid or a compensation to get back to the same level of performance. But for me in that same way, it was, it was, Hey, like God, more than all of this, more than everything, you know, here in the same way is that, um, you know, my relationship with God is higher than all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so I think the same, uh, the same thing is like, yeah, the session's important, but in the hierarchy, there's other things that are more important. Right. Right. And so, um, you know, and I think also too, along with that, right. Like the support systems too, of like people that God's put around me, like, uh, you told me like four times, like, Hey, you can, you can go home. Yeah. Like you're good. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You know, like Cody's here, like we can cover for you. Like we have a team, like we have a team, we can do these things. Um, you know, and, if, um, if that needed to happen, like we'd be in okay too. But, um, again, I felt like in the same way is that in that processing mm-hmm. for me within my foundation, right. And this doesn't have to be like my relationship with God is not going to be your relationship with God. Right. Right. It's unique. It's also developed and different at different points in time. My relationship with God two years ago, my relationship now are very different. Right. Um, also too, on top of that too, again, like, uh, I'm not here on the same way. Um, I'm not trying to convince you that you need to have a foundation with God or that you need, it needs to look like mine or any of those things. I'm just telling you my relationship and how I process, Mm -hmm. you know, things now in the same way is that I see. And again, what I'm learning more and more is that all of these things and everything that has happened is spiritual to me. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when I pull into those things of it being spiritual, um, I deal with my things. If, if, if the attack is spiritual, I'm going to fight it spiritually. Um, and I think it's the same way. I'm going to go the, the, the same way back is that I'm, I'm constantly giving that back to God. And where I think is like with that is one thing I like to hand over is like, again, like when I was in high school, like I was an atheist, right? Like I didn't handle things that way. When I was in college, like I, I didn't have that relationship. I didn't handle things that way. Right. Um, and there's byproducts of handling things other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, with my, uh, my relationship in those, those same ways is this is a different power that I didn't have before. And one thing I would like to say with them the same way is there's a lot of things to that like to uh, give off the appearance, uh, the appearance that it has the same power. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think like, again, if you take it from a biblical viewpoint is like the devil loves to impersonate God um, and, and likes to have all these band-aids and go any other way than, you know, to give it to God. Right. But the problem is I think in the same way is that for me, when I tapped in to having that relation foundation uh, with God, it's abundantly a different power source. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's that lie, right? It's that lie of if I deal with things this way and we go about doing it this way, or if I just sweep this underneath the rug and, you know, yeah, things happen and it is what it is and, mm-hmm. and all those things. And you have these unprocessed feelings of grief or unprocessed feelings of uh, resentment or, un, you know, whatever that is, right? 
um, it doesn't go anywhere. Like you, to use your example, right? It's like dirty, uh, dirty laundry, right? Like it's not going anywhere, right? Like if you keep throwing laundry to the side, like yeah, you, you got to deal with your laundry at some point, yeah. right? And um, your house is just filled <laughs> with yeah. laundry of things you haven't unpacked. And the longer you go, the longer it's going to take to unpack it. Where you, this could be a daily thing, right? Mm-hmm. It should be. And where I'm getting to, the same thing too. It's like it's not God isn't something I okay. It, you're, we're not shaped by what we occasionally do it's but it's but by what we constantly do yes right so if 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 i occasionally let god into places if i occasionally have that relationship with him i'm gonna get occasional results mm-hmm. right rather than like i'm having conversations with him all day right i'm i'm, I'm, I'm spending I'm, I'm having my my life with him all day he's in, he's involved in every decision he's involved right. with all of these things that are happening. And again, it's more of a mindset where it's like I'm learning more and more because I so often want to lean into my own understanding. I so often want to lean into my own decision making, but my decision making is faulty, right? Like it's, it's my human. It's my, it's my ego. It's my, um, uh, my trust. I'm trusting myself. Like I'm all knowledgeable, right? Or that I'm, uh, you know, or, um, I'm trusting my team. Like we're all knowledgeable, right? When in reality, like I have a source that I can tap into mm-hmm. that, you know, I might not understand why, you know, God has asked me to do this or asked me to respond this way or, you know, ask me those things in the moment. Um, but again, I've had enough experience with God at this point mm-hmm. um, that, again, the more that I'm obedient or, or or the more that I lean into him. It's like a great leader in the same way. Right. We can all identify with a great coach. You know, maybe it was your dad. Maybe it was your uh, your grandmother, maybe it was, you know, whatever that was, somebody that mentored in your life. Maybe it was, maybe it was uh, just a mentor or somebody that your mm-hmm. friend, whatever that is. Um, when they've given you advice, right, and they've done it so many times and it's, it's helped so many times, right, like just like great leadership. Like, mm-hmm. like when Nick Saban says we're going to run this play, like his players trust him because of his experience, right, and that he's, again, with his experience, what he can do for them, right, in the same way. And, like, I feel like God, uh, to me and my relationship with him, is that he's the ultimate source. Mm-hmm. So when I when I say the same thing too, it's like like he never lead me astray. He'll never lie to me. He'll never do these other things, right? So the the deeper I get the relationship with him, um, I can identify his voice and also again, like I said, from a foundational standpoint, when I start making decisions from there and leaning into that, um, that is a much different foundation than I had when I was playing, mm-hmm. and also one that I really wish I had when I was playing because it would have gave me so much more stability. Um, where I'm not on a roller coaster of the ups mm-hmm. and downs and, and to do all those things. Um, and even as a player, like where I made it through because I'm like leaning onto another trauma and like to counter and the band aid to get myself through. Um, again, when I got done playing for two years, I wanted nothing to do with baseball. Right. There was resentment that had been built up. Right. There is there's all of that byproducts of all of those things that I had done from that faulty uh, that faulty foundation. So like as a coach in the same way, it's like, well, if I want <laughs> you just think about this as a player, like, well, if I want my players to have the ultimate performance, right, which is, again, along with it, if that's important to you, right, and you're in somewhere within your hierarchy, right, well, like the same thing, like I want to help them with their foundation, mm-hmm. right, because um, that's where they're going to be basing their decisions from. Um, and that's also too how they're going to be able to filter, you know, things in their lives and decisions that they're going to make and also um, setbacks and disappointments and things mm-hmm. like that as well um, to keep them because there's going to be storms, there's going to be noise, there's going to be all these distractions that come in. Um, and how do you navigate there uh, through that with wisdom and discernment, um, you know, through those processes? Um, and I think, again, the more faulty your foundation is, like it, you're, it's going to be exposed. And we talk about that 
uh, with our hitters all the time. It's like, hey, it's like a leaking pipe, right? You're always leaking, but you put pressure on the pipe, you see where it sprays. Right. So if we, and um, when those situations come up, you see where your, your holes are, right? And your mm -hmm. foundation and where you need to get repairs. Um, and I think the same way is like, again, along with that is instead of trying to um, push hardship away, Mm -hmm. and trying to push disappointment away. And I think that's the other thing when you kind of like a nugget there, uh, pulling back from um, disappointment there is that you can't avoid disappointment. Right. You can't avoid hardship. You can't do, you know, like these things are going to happen. And just because, for example, again, I used to think too that I'm walking with God. Oh, I'm walking with God. That means that, you know, uh, my life's going to be, I'm not going to go through hard things. Like, right. no, no, no. I'm still going to go through every hard thing. Right. I'm still going to go through all these things, storms or whatever God has for me. And also too, like the, 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 the deeper my foundation is with him, like he might put me through more things because what he needs me to do is on the same side as I, I have to build the character. I have to build, I have to build, uh, he's building me to prepare me for what he's walking me into. And so instead of pushing hardship away, um, I'm, I'm, I understand that in those moments that he's teaching me something, he's bringing awareness to me on something and almost like a coach in the same way. It's like, Hey, when we're doing hard things, it's to expose right. um, cracks in our foundation or areas that we're struggling right. uh, so that we can build here and become better. Right. right. And I think that that's the, you know, a bigger pieces that I've, you know, like instead of trying to push those things away is understand that this mm -hmm. is where we're at. Um, and, and to use those, they're, they're, they're the source, like, I'm not a good coach because I've never failed, mm -hmm. right? Like the reason I'm knowledgeable is because I failed more than you've tried. Right. Right. And so instead of looking for a coach that is like, oh, like they put on this facade that everything is great and all their players are, you know, all these positive things are happening. It's like, mm -hmm. no, no, no. I, did, I, I qualify to be a coach at this level because I've messed up so many athletes. I've made so many mistakes. I've failed over and over and over and over again. And that's why I can help you. Mm -hmm. Not because I haven't failed. I don't want someone to help me that has never failed, mm -hmm. right? In the sense of as a human, right? Mm -hmm. In that same way, it's like, is like I'm, because I have failed, because I have made these mistakes, that is what experience is, Yeah. right? Is that I've learned from these things and now I'm trying to help you with the learning curve Mm -hmm. so that you don't walk down those same paths. So instead of being, it's, like, it's not this facade that everything's perfect. It's like, no, 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 no. I want to point out everywhere where that I failed. And again, I think from a coach in the same point, on a vulnerability standpoint as a coach, I think sometimes, well, a lot of times we like to put on that facade that everything is, um, that you're supposed to have it figured out and I got it figured out and all these other things. When in reality, I always tell them the same thing. It's like, hey, like I'm talking to them. And a lot of things I'm talking to players about too. I'm like, hey, me too. Mm -hmm. I even talk about this with hitting. Right. I'm like, hey, I get that. I do this, too. Mm -hmm. I like to push and yank with my back. This is where I'm strong. This is what I like to do. But let me tell you why this doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why I couldn't hit in college. Let me tell you why I started to struggle in these other areas. Tell me. Let me tell you why I struggle now. Right. And this is where I'm, let me point you in these other these other directions, too, of that and that help rather than I think as a younger coach and more when I was novice is that I was trying to appear like like. I had knew all these answers and I did all these other things and I knew all this stuff. Right. And that, uh, you could trust me because look at how successful I've been in X, Y, and Z. Okay. Hey, hey, like more often than not, especially when, like I used to tell this to, uh, my old, one of our old, um, instructors when I was tr uh, training him, one of the things I said to him, I said, you know why 
you know why what you need to do is like the problem is and the reason that you're struggling is like you haven't messed up enough athletes like you're just regurgitating you're regurgitating information i know it mm-hmm. in my heart because i messed that up mm-hmm. i have conviction right the reason that when i say it to a player they're like and they they lock in is they can feel my conviction but the reason i have conviction is because i failed you haven't failed. You just listened to what I said and then went and deployed it. Mm-hmm. I've actually done it. I made all the mistakes. And also, too, when new ideas pop in, I can filter them because I've already walked down that avenue before. Mm-hmm. You're just doing what I've told you to do. But when the new idea comes up and I've already ran down that path and you don't have that experience, you're going to run down that path. I'm not because I've already experienced that. I've already, I've already been through that. I've already struggled with that. Right. So I can help you navigate through these times rather than someone that is just regurgitating. So I think that that's the other thing as a coach in the same way is like, I'm not standing in front of you as like someone that's unscathed. Like I have scars cause I've been through battle. Mm-hmm. Like I have ripped clothes because I was been, I've been through war. I've been through those other things. So when I talk to you as an athlete, you listen to me differently than someone that's regurgitating everything that I'm saying, because I'm going to say it with, you're going to hear my passion. You're going to hear my conviction. You're going to hear, you're going to hear my, my pain. Mm -hmm. Right. And so because of that, we connect, right? So you could be telling them the same exact thing that I'm telling them, but there's, it's not going to connect the same. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get the results that I'm going to get. You're not gonna be able to battle back. You're not gonna be able to answer the questions when they start going, why, 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 why? Or they try to do something else. And I tell them what, what this is going to lead to and Mm -hmm. the things they're going to struggle with. Because again, I know it on all those things because I failed Mm -hmm. because of the hardship. I'm strong, right? Not in spite of, right? Right. And that's a very different mentality. And that's why like as a younger coach and you start coming up and you start to try to appear like a wiser coach and these other things, the problem is, is you're trying to get to the destination without going the path. Mm-hmm. The path is you got to fail. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're not going to have my conviction. You're not going to have my passion. If you don't go through what I had to go through, not necessarily that you need to do everything I've done. But again, we, we you need to experience hardship. Mm-hmm. You need to walk into the storm. You can't just keep trying to avoid it and go the other way and have all these, you know, phenomenal things and go to the easy path and go, I'm going to go this way. Like, no, no, no. The struggle is what develops your character. The struggle is what develops you into actually the great coach. Right. So instead of wanting it like, well, if you just tell me which way to go and it's like, no, 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 but that's why I know which way to go. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's why I'm teaching you to fish. Right. I could just tell you where the fish is and do these other things. But now what happens when the one day there isn't fish there and then you start going all over the ocean looking for the fish. Right. When in reality, when in reality, like again, the same th- reason is I don't go look all those other places because I've already been there mm-hmm. and I know the downfalls of all those. Well, and we mess that up as humans, right? That's the myth is is confidence is not built in winning. Confidence is built in experience. Yeah. It's just because you have the experience doesn't always mean you're going to win and there's going to be success there. Yeah. Confidence is built in experience and experience only. And yeah. then we ran past a couple other things there that I wanted to circle back to. But the three things that you did or didn't do was acknowledge your feelings mm. when hardship comes yep. or when a disappointment comes or when any type of struggle comes, acknowledge your feelings or lack thereof. Yeah. What are your true feelings? What are you actually feeling? So the, the what, and then the why, why are you feeling those feelings? Yep. And then the, who can you talk to? And, and I wanted to circle back to those because those were three things that actually I've, had also 
talked about with my therapist a couple sessions back where because the the why the what and the who comes up so often in daily performance yeah. in all areas when we ignore the what the why and the who we're not acknowledging our feelings we're not deciphering what our true feelings are and we're not talking to anyone about them mm. well now we're in a really tough spot yeah but like you said you took you you had an hour mm. you right got yourself together did what you needed to do in that hour. Acknowledge your feelings. Yeah. Decide what your true feelings were, and then talk to God about it. Yeah. And if you're not talking to God, you better talk to somebody else. Yeah. Talk to whoever's nearby. For sure. But you did those three things, and as a human, yeah. and not only as a human, but also as a male, mm -hmm. you honed in on that, and you gave the yeah. human you all of that acknowledgement and self-love and you gave that love back to God for and sure. asked for him to also show you love in return. Yeah. And that itself is huge in our whole topic of today's podcast, Disappointment, yeah. is tackling the what, the why, and the who can I talk to. Yeah. And then you, it literally, like you're saying, too, is like, again, and to get to all of those mm -hmm. is the first one is, like you said, is the awareness of yep. I do the humility there of that understanding of that I do need to have the humility to know that I do need a, a who. I do mm -hmm. need to talk to someone. I do mm -hmm. have a problem. Yes. Right? And and that's the thing, again, as a male, the same way as well, is... Well, let's take this silly idea that we created over time. You know what? You might go out there and cry. Are you going to be embarrassed because you're a guy and you're a coach and you're going out there to work? No. You yeah. acknowledged it. And you, again, owned the human in you. Yeah. And said, hey, you know what? This is what's going on with me. So I might get emotional. Mm. And, and you did. And then, but like you said, after that acknowledgement, you had a great session. Had you ignored all those feelings, had you not acknowledged that, had you been trying to push your tears away for an entire session, I guarantee you that would have been a lot different experience. Yeah. No, and I think that that's the, the same thing there is like from like literally what you're saying, the same thing is like, one thing that I would like to push in to like, I say this all the time with like men, like not knowing how to be a man is the same thing as well is like, you have the perfect example of how to be a man. Like read the Bible. Like Jesus is the perfect example of how to be a man. Like you thinking you, you, you can't weep or you can't cry or you can't admit that you have faults or these other things. Like that's not you, like being a man is, is humility, mm -hmm. right? Like, and also too is understanding like where you've made mistakes and things like along with it is like, Hey, like I'm struggling like in the same thing in this, um, in these areas. And then again, where I, when I struggle in that area, like I can admit and then take into those resources and actually do those things. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? And like go right. through those processes because I know a lot of people too, again, especially men are listening to what you're saying there. Right. Mm -hmm. But they've been programmed where it's like, that's weak. Right. I got things to do. Right. I don't have time for this. Right. I got blah, 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 blah. Right. Right. But again, with that same tone is like when you say that, it's like, yo, yeah, ignore the human, ignore yeah. the human. Yeah. Ignore and, the human. and again, that's your ego. It's arrogance. Right. You think that you're 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 bigger. You're bigger than these things mm -hmm. that. Yeah. That you don't do these things yet. Yet you're popping off on your wife. Yet you're popping off on your players. Mm -hmm. Yet you don't have patience. Yet at night, and again, you're, you're waking up and you're feeling like you're, you, you, you can't, 
you, you feel like there's a, a million pound weight on your shoulders when you wake up in the morning as a man. And also too, on top of that, that you feel like you have so much pressure and everybody's depending on you and all these other things. And at any the moment, necessary expectation, right? All these things are building up, right? But there isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Is there not a problem? There's a problem, right? You have a problem, right? And again, along with that, it's like, it takes humility to sit down with a, a therapist. Mm-hmm. It takes, it takes humility to, to, to reach out for help. Mm-hmm. It takes humility to admit that there's a problem in the first place and to, before you do any of these things. And also to admit that you're the problem. Right. Right. And again, as a leader and as a man, as a, it doesn't matter in any, in any capacity in the same way is that like 90% of the time you are the problem, mm-hmm. right? 10% is what's happening to us. Right. And the other 90% is how we, how we, uh, respond right well how we respond is us right I'm the problem right right so the issue is the same is, uh, in the same way is that if you just walk in if you just walk into that and say hey look like I have I have these problems I don't want to live my life this way I don't want to mm-hmm. feel this way anymore I don't want to have these these things happen anymore um, again, like you first got to acknowledge there's a problem. Right. So if you walk into it and you're and you're like, again, most men, I don't need that. I'm good. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Like, again, I just wanted to address that. Like, bro, there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 you struggle. The reason that you don't have any emotional stability is there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not in the moment. The moment is just an expression of mm-hmm. the problem. Well, and we run past the common denominator between us and all of the outside variables, yeah. right? The common denominator in every outside variable is us. Yeah. You can't always fix, you can very slim, <laughs> one out of 10 chance, can yeah. you fix the outside variables? For sure. But what you can fix is yourself. Yeah, and that's where it becomes the bigger piece is like, just like you're saying is like, okay, again, how I perceive what's going on in the world, and again, my responses to that, those are all things that are controllable, not necessarily in the moment, right? But I can control them earlier on as well, right? Like again, don't try to rise to the occasion, right? Right. Everything, the world's on fire, right? And mm-hmm. that's why I say with a lot of a lot of, you know, leaders that I've had as well, is the same thing. Is like when you go into those leaders, is like they're like, again, put me in the scenario and I'll show you. And it's like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. You'd rather be prepared for an opportunity and not have one mm-hmm. than have an opportunity and not be prepared. And that right. also means again, as you as a leader is that you have to do your work. You have to do your work um, prior so that when you're put in those scenarios that you are ready. Right. Right. And so I think that that's that other piece is again, though, is like getting back to that, that uh, general relation is just like understanding that from the get go is like, Hey, like there's humility, there's humility in that same process. And I need to first become, humble enough and get over myself mm-hmm. and come to the end of myself that I don't have all the answers yeah. and that again that I, I do have these problems mm-hmm. and I don't want to live my life this way and once you come to the end of that mm-hmm. like again that's like the the start of knowledge right the recognition yeah. of, of God that you need there's things that are bigger than yeah. you that you need to recognize is like the beginning of wisdom right yeah. it's from the same way as that you don't have it together mm-hmm. right no one has it together yeah. We all do need help. Well, we and all do and need God each gave other. us emotions to feel them, not ignore them. A hundred percent. Yeah, they're not there for no reason. Yeah. yeah. And they're not they're not um um emotions aren't weakness. Correct. Right? Emotions aren't weakness. Oh, you're being emotional. Well, let me again, let me just I'm sorry, I'm just hammering men today. But <laughs> like also another end. Emotions aren't weakness, and I'm gonna put this off too, is again, 
you guys want to talk about emotions like oh like again they talk about like uh, like a female like oh she's being emotional bro you getting angry is an emotion fool yes like duh right, right? you're being emotional you popping off is emotional mm -hmm. you again not thinking clearly because you're hot-headed mm -hmm. is emotional and mostly in men it pops up that way right. so again don't coin it off where like oh she's really emotional so are you mm -hmm. there's just awareness inside of your emotions to understand hey right again for me to have emotional stability, right, is that you have these issues too, and you might have, they might express themselves in different ways, right? Right. But at the same time, again, along with that, like, all of that is awareness of things that we need to work on, mm -hmm. right? And also telltales that we need to do this work, process these things so that I can become a better leader, so I can help more people, and also to be a, like for just myself, like also have peace, yeah. you know, right? And I'll, I'll kind of, I think, wrap it up kind of with this one too is like, you know, peace. I read this just the other day. Peace isn't the, the absence of issues. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the presence of someone. Yep. Which is, you know, mm -hmm. the man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like, again, having peace in the storm, right, is, is, is a big place. And you can have peace in the storm when you've done the work prior to the storm coming. Um, like, a again, a skilled uh, captain, right, in storms is not because he rose to the occasion. He's been in many storms before, and he's navigated, right. and he has a skill set that's built uh, for those storms um, right. when he goes into them. And so, um, again, stop avoiding the storms. Like, you'll never get good um, at navigating storms if you never mm -hmm. are trying to avoid them constantly or acting like they don't exist because that's just not the truth, and they're going to just swallow you. Um, they're just going to swallow you. If, you. if you're in the middle of a, a storm in the middle of the sea and you got 30-foot 30, 30 waves and you're like, nope, they're not happening, it's not <laughs> happening, like, yeah, you're, you are going down. You're, yeah. You start, you know, like, yeah. again, along with well, it, I, I, I would happening. say that's the person looking for mental toughness when they have a broken arm. 100%. <laughs> yeah, again, there's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Other things. Yeah, so, um, again, along with that, I uh, know that um, um, a lot of that, too. I'm sorry, too. I'm sorry if I stepped on your toes a little bit. But, I mean, it is, It is. I think it's an important thing. Again, it's out of love. Um, there's a lot of uh, strength, and there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of power that comes from your performance when you actually acknowledge these things and walk into them mm -hmm. rather than keep shoving them to the side and then thinking that, um, again, and, and then tricking yourself into thinking that you are that good when you haven't experienced those storms and you haven't learned how to navigate through. Um, I think it's a bigger, you know, a bigger piece and a bigger conversation that needs yeah. to happen a lot more. Awareness is a superpower. I will say it again. Awareness is a superpower. Unlock it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, you know what one thing I started realizing that we haven't done? Prayed I, out. I haven't been praying us out. Yeah. You gotta remind me, Tay. You know what I'm saying? You gotta let me know sometimes. I haven't been praying us out. All right, so I gotta I'm gonna pray us out real All quick right, and let's we'll get do going. It. Okay. Happy New Year, y'all. Let's yeah, happy, go. Happy New Year. Okay. Uh, Dearly Father, thank you so much for uh, bringing us here today, God, and um, um, really just in, inspire me to have this conversation. Um, God, I just hope that you. Uh, soften everybody's heart and where they can take in uh, your word here, God, and uh, remove more of me and um, have more of you in there, God, and um, that it gets communicated and touches their heart in the way that it's supposed to. Um, we ask for your guidance and your wisdom, God, and help us uh, love and see people like you do, God, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, from us and all of our friends out there, until next time, Farm System out.